All right, y'all, back for another week. The MDMA Lifestyle Wave, a.k.a. the Underground Content Kings, proudly bring to you the Live from the Kitchen interview series. The shit is streaming on Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Player FM, TuneIn App, Podbean, Podomatic, Caster, Pandora, and wherever else you get your motherfucking funky-ass podcast. Shit is brought to you by FCLG, that's First Class Lifestyle Group. Um, make sure y'all go to www.mdmalifestyle.com and www.factcheckpodcast.com to check out the longest running weekly episodic podcast in Baltimore, Maryland, the motherfucking Fact Check Podcast. We just dropped episode 37, getting uh, all that Gucci and Jeezy talk out the way and a list of other things like Sicko Mode, Dr. Dre Watch 2020, Urban Dictionary Lookup. Come fuck with us, man. Best podcast in Baltimore. Fuck those other podcasts. But this is a live from the kitchen interview. I have a very, very special guest in the house today. I bet a lot of you bitch ass niggas thought this interview would never happen. But <laughs> god damn it, I have got him in the building. Billy motherfucking live. My arch nemesis is here. <laughs> yes, sir. How you feeling today, bro? I'm feeling good, bro. I'm always I'm always working. I'm always working. Always got your Billy D voice on too. Oh yeah. That helps I, me out. It helps me out with the police all the time. I, <laughs> <laughs> I watched a couple of your interviews and your fucking vocal inflection never changes, yo. I'm, tra- I'm trained, bro. That. Seems like you're <laughs> a very patient person. No doubt. That's something I lack. So, um, what have what what you been up to recently, bro? We'll definitely get into the oath. Okay. But what have you been doing most recently? Most recently, um, I'm I'm in the studio. I stay in the studio. Mm-hmm. But we have um, opened up a store. Um, it's AO Boutique is a store in Baltimore, or whatever. It's a clothing store. It's also attached to um, Twenty Three Lounge and Studio Twenty Three down at Old Town Mall. Okay, I never knew that. So yeah, we um we have partnered up with them to bring the same thing to Westminster. So it's they are running the AO Boutique clothing store side, mm-hmm. and Wisdom Court is running the podcast and the studio side. So it's a big building, and the front is a store, and the back room is two different sides. It's going to be the studio side, which is two studios. My son's going to be running one, and another one of my partners is going to be running another studio. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side is my office and the entertainment room. So the entertainment room is going to be interchangeable and be like, um, a photography thing and to have a green screen yeah. and also podcast. Yeah. So it's a huge, it's a huge area right in the middle of Main Street. So people just drive past there every single day. Now, what made you want to bring this idea to the fruition? Because I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. this is something you've been thinking about for years. I've been, I wanted to do a studio in a store forever. Mm-hmm. I never, for one, I never th- thought I had the money or thought I could get the money. Yeah. And I also never thought that myself, maybe I just didn't have the confidence to go out after it or whatever. So that's one, some real nigga shit. Oh yeah, to yeah, say yeah, yeah, yeah. That you lack confidence at, yep. at one point in your life. Like a lot of people have problems saying shit like being that. real. So that's dope. Well, that this is what happened. So my son, my son kept. I credit him a lot for inspiring me, even mm-hmm. though he's seventeen and he gets on my nerves a lot. Yeah. But um, because he just likes to ramble at times. Mm-hmm. But if you actually listen to what he's saying, he has a lot of uh inspiring stuff and truth and what he says because a lot of people don't listen to kids sound like he got some Kanye in him so I was listening to him right he's like dad we should get a store we should do this we should do that Um, I want to get into real estate I'm like yo you 16 how you getting real estate like cool so he kept driving past these shops and was like every day was like hey this place has a for rent sign and I'm like yeah, but, you know, we got to get loans, and we don't got money for it and all that. So one day I decided to, I was talking to Rello, and I was like, yo, we should do, we, sh- we should bring something up to Westminster. It's like an untapped market. Mm-hmm. So many people, 
we'll talk about that area in a little bit, but it's an untapped market. And uh, a week later, my son sent me a screenshot or a picture of a place that was for rent. Mm-hmm. Um, I went past there. I was like, cool. I took a picture of it. I sent it to Torello. We called the guy. We had a meeting two days later. Nice. A day later, we decided we wanted to spot. And it literally was that easy. We had to come up with the money. So we had to, we had to figure out a way out to hustle a couple thousand plus up. Mm-hmm. Um, we did it, put it down, and it was that simple. Do you think a lot of people, especially a lot of young people, mm-hmm. not necessarily people in our bracket, but a lot of younger people are very misinformed about how much it actually costs to like start a fucking business, especially yeah. when there's property involved? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. not as easy as just being like, I want that one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's, there's it's, a lot it, that goes into it's this a weird, shit, it's a, it's a weird, um, I can't think of the word right now, but it's a double thing. So it's like, it's not as easy in some aspects, mm-hmm. but in the other aspects, it's actually easier than some people think. Mm. So some people look at it and think it's impossible. Like mm-hmm. I like I thought. I was like, I wanted to do it, but how am I going to get to this point? I didn't know. Yeah. But talking to somebody that took that jump and already figured it out, if you have the connections and the knowledge and from people that's already did it, mm-hmm. it becomes a lot more easier to do. So it was literally like, come up with the money, come up with the plan, the business plan, find the right property owner that is cool with whatever it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can really be that easy. It, gotcha. it was not, yeah, honestly, if I would have knew it would have been that easy, I would have been did it. Right. But, right. but it might have only been that easy based on chance. True. So somewhere else could have been a whole completely different uh, well, plus situation. Plus, you're seasoned as a promoter and an official business owner. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure at this stage in your life, it's easy for you to have these, you know, adult conversations yes. with these fucking business owners and shit. You that, know that's I'm that's that's one thing I um you know, from being from being in the county, mm-hmm. Baltimore County, Carroll County, whatever, um, but being in Carroll County showed me how to communicate with the opposite race. Mm-hmm. And how to communicate effectively, art, artic, you know what I'm saying? Effectively, and then having my one foot in, one foot out my whole life, as far as always being involved in street stuff too, yeah. made me to where I can talk to the other side too. Yeah. So I'm like one of them people that can kind of walk the line. Like I can be with the with with the goons, yeah. or I can be with the people in the suits or, or or church people or whatever, whatever. They call it code switching. They teach classes about this yeah, shit. Yeah, it helped me out a lot with um, me being able to get these venues and all that shit. Because mm-hmm. if you couldn't, if you can't talk right, um, nobody's listening to you. That's what amazes me about, um, totally off on a side note, mm-hmm. but it amazes me that some people in the South are able to get business done the way that they do. Because I'll be listening to these niggas on interviews and I'm like, yo, can you understand what he's saying? There's no fucking way he's going in the fucking office with that uh-huh. shit you know what i'm saying they probably like, got managers and lawyers they got to to bro. help them see with us <clears throat> i have a lawyer now mm-hmm. and accountant and all that stuff now but i had to learn how to i mean you was you was there in the beginning i didn't know what i was doing like, i wouldn't say that you always gave off the impression that you did yeah because i I was told like on the intro to oath joint i was told that sometimes you either gotta learn how to be the smartest person in the room mm-hmm. or act like it yeah you know That's what i'm saying so i so so in the beginning, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I, I, it looked like I knew what I was doing because some of y'all that were coming up mm-hmm. didn't know what you was doing either. Exactly. But neither did I. Yeah. I just tried to make it look cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit, fool me, nigga. And then we did. I never, I never did no schooling. I never went. I never did no marketing. Never did no business classes. I learned everything just by myself. Wow. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Self-made, self-contained. Um, what's going on with uh, Wisdom Court as far as uh, music goes right now? Mm-hmm. Aside from yourself. Um. J Money's about to put out a project. 
Okay. Um, Bruno and Hayes, holiday shows, dropping videos, working on music. Um, BBI, you haven't met them yet. They are, they came underneath of the division, and uh-huh. they're another offset group. It's called um, BBI, and it's led by um, Hell Rel from the division or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're about to put their project out. Um, division have been working on the project. Sam Snow's been dropping, he's in PA, he's been dropping all kinds of music. Jay Money is dropping something on December 4th at Baltimore Soundstage. Um, I just signed a new singer named Symphony um, uh, Sings, mm-hmm. and she's she's part of the Rare, the Rare Crown crew, okay. Ace Cannons and them dudes, whatever. Um, so I got her working with Rube now on R&B stuff, whatever, and... I'm, I have an EDM DJ. We just did an EDM show last night, nice. and um, at at Twenty Three Lounge, yeah. and it was very successful. Um, them the people, them EDM hippie style people, you know, it was no drama. It was just nothing but like fun, nothing but fun. Yo, that's one of my favorite kind of crowds. Oh yeah, I ain't even go lie to you because mm-hmm. they don't be. See the thing about like hip hop shows is like you be in a you be in a hip hop show, but you always like, you know what I mean? You, you gotta watch. Got yeah, 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 yeah. You be in the EDM show, and I lied to you not. You realize within ten minutes that ain't none of them motherfuckers worried about what the fuck you're doing. Nope. So you might as well have a good time with whoever the fuck you can. You can go to the, you can go to EDM show and stand in the middle of the floor and close your eyes. <laughs> oh yeah, we can't close our eyes for nothing in hip hop. Oh yeah, you know and you mean? won't be touched for shit. Nothing. And if it is, it's like somebody gonna rub your shoulder and be like, "Hey, brother," <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like even even myself being being who I am. When I'm in, when I'm in the hip hop crowds, I'm I'm still back on the wall and like yeah. paying attention and stuff. Like I never I never like I never take my eyes off of wh- where I'm at. Especially nowadays, and, especially in Baltimore City. Nah, just making sure. Um, all right, this is something I noticed right before COVID, and mm-hmm. I noticed it for maybe like the past two three years or so. Mm-hmm. From a promoter's perspective, why? What's the hiccup with getting major artists to come here? As far as me myself doing it, no, or no, just no, in just general? in general. I don't really, honestly, I don't think it's, I don't really think it's a hiccup. There appears to be a great decline from. You mean like bigger, bigger major artists? No, or no, soundstage, not just, just level? artists in general. Because from what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. um, they'll they'll poke out at soundstage, and um, maybe auto bar. Mm-hmm. But it's like when they come, they only come in maybe once a year, if that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like if they if they came this year, they ain't coming the next year. It just seems like when, let's say when uh, you were booking the acts like Webby and Project mm-hmm. Pat and shit like that, mm-hmm. there was a major artist up here at least every three months. All right. Well, the difference is some of the venues that were some of the venues and booking agents that were doing that back in the day mm-hmm. they're not around anymore because mm-hmm. they was doing that paparazzi which was sonar or whatever mm-hmm. whatever and then we had um um bourbon street we had uh profit was doing all the different shows whatever so a lot of the venues aren't around so now the only venues that are able to do this kind of shows are soundstage ramshead and autobar mm-hmm. autobar really doesn't bring like major hip hop artists down at all unless it's like an ill bill or right. a, um the coach of notre like that that kind yeah. of that kind of style soundstage is really the only spot in baltimore that you know um benny the butcher and all them was down there the wu-tang's always down not the full wu-tang but ray ghost mm-hmm. um locks uh uncle murder they they're official with bringing that crowd down there mm-hmm. but um other than that is the closest past that would be the Fillmore. 
Yeah. Yeah. What do you think the hiccup? Uh, I don't know why the fuck I keep saying hiccup. Mm. What What's the? Why doesn't Ramshead book hip hop? Because they change the 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 booking agent. A lot of booking agents and the people that were running Ramshead at one point. Because mm-hmm. um, Ramshead is under something called a AEG. Yeah. And then Live Nation runs everything else. Oh, so see, this is the shit the regular niggas don't know. Oh yeah, <laughs> so I uh, I'm connected with um, and work under the guys from Live Nation. So mm-hmm. that's how I was able to get like Milk Boy Art House and the film will open up for Bone Tech Nine and all that because I yeah. I work with them dudes. AEG they don't really do a lot of um, hip hop like that. So they do a lot of rock stuff. But Ramshead started slowly declining for a while now. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the difference. It's the, okay. There's like three main booking agencies mm-hmm. that run everything and if you're not under that it's gonna be, almost everybody's under Live Nation so if, yeah, it, ain't a, if, if, if it ain't a Live Nation venue you, that's why you don't they run they run shit <laughs> like for real alright so if there's any um, any acts right now that are trying to access you because they want you to check out their music or some shit is mm-hmm. there like an email or a, or a assistant um, that you're sending them to like what's going it's, on it's hard. It's hard right now because I'm because yeah, I am an artist and I got other artists that I deal with too, and I'm trying to do everything like that. But I send everybody to the Wisdom Court, um, Wisdom Court ENT Facebook page or the Instagram page, okay. or the Wisdom, our, our promo page on Instagram is called the Court, mm-hmm. and there's people that run those pages, whatever. So you can send music there, and if they like it and it's something that they feel like is hey, this could be whatever, whatever, they'll send it to me, and then that's how we'll book like new artists and things like that. But I'm not really out there like running around looking to work with anybody. Oh, he said, "Fuck y'all! You don't want no new artists." <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's too, a lot. It's too yeah. much. Even, even with the crew I got now, it's like everybody might. There might be times where they might feel like I could be giving them more time or something like that. But everybody has to realize then, I'm a man, I'm a father, and a and a entrepreneur. And you're an artist too. And I'm an art exactly. So it's hard to. Oh, that's why I try to set everybody else up to be like. That's why I say when I bring them in, I want to be bosses. Mm-hmm. So instead of waiting around for me to do something for you, let's come up plan. Tell me what it is you want to do. I'll connect it, and then you run it. That's how I like to do it with everybody. Some people don't always get that, yeah. and then some people do. All right. Let's talk about the oath, yo. Yeah. What's up with the pink shirt on the cover, bro? Um, why is that color so fire right now, son? I don't know, but I got these pink. I got these Nikes that I got the pink check. Matter of fact, Bruno liked them, so we ordered his too. <laughs> but um, uh, it was just at, t- at that time for some reason, I felt like I needed to recreate myself mm-hmm. as an individual, and I felt like some sometimes with colors, when you change your colors, you can. All right, say you wear all black, mm-hmm. which is cool. It's a, it's a lovely color. You get stuck in that that zone. Mm-hmm. If you go to a red or to a, a sky blue, a gray, it just gives you it gives off different different things. So yep. I was like, you know what, pink is not really a manly color, but I feel like I'm a I'm I'm a solid okay. man. So I was like, you know what, I'm niggas, gonna rock that. Yeah, niggas banging the pink. This yeah, year, but some people but some people still look at it as like like it's a girly color. Yeah, they goofy. But I'm like, nah. So every time somebody said, yo, why are you wearing pink? I bought more pink. Yeah, hell yeah. Nigga. So I did the whole Pink's project of pink. <laughs> all of them shits is hey. what's popping, bro. I mean, all you got to do is just look in a fucking GQ magazine. I and, mean. And, and, stay up on, and stay up on the styles. Word. But that's 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 what it was. And then, like, if you think about if you, you, you heard the, the, the sound, the theme of the project is kind of like mob style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And them dudes are wearing pink um, button-ups and all that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pulling up in the pink caddy and shit. Yeah, yeah. All right, <clears throat> let's talk about it, young. Do you are are you familiar with uh, production? What you mean? 
you know who produced the songs on your joint? Yeah, um, the songs on that I got from some YouTube producers that I used, mm-hmm. DJ Payne One, a couple guys that I always use. Yeah, but you can you can say yeah. a nigga's name and shit. Oh yeah, Yo, yeah I've yeah. had motherfuckers come up here and have like, no idea. I don't even know, bro. <laughs> be like, oh why? Right. Yeah. All right. The intro. Yeah, the bars on the intro was cool for me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, did you record this whole project during quarantine? Uh, yeah, the whole project was right in the smack. That's why. That's why the intro it was the last one I did mm-hmm. when my mother was going through COVID. My things were going on with my son. I had record. I, I was just like, yo, I need to get this shit off my chest. Yeah, I just went and recorded it. It was so raw, and I shot that video for it. But it was like everything I was going through. I didn't know my hair was growing out. I like shit was just crazy. How long did it take you to record the whole project? Not not long. Okay. Not long. Um, did you record it all at one studio? Yeah, I do everything with Rube at Two Night Studios. All right, yeah. That's only, that's Rube. really the only place that I record at. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, what's what was the motivation behind High Beams? Like, what um, kind of mind state was you in? You made that joint. Yeah, well, that was... So I, I saw um, Griselda in February at Soundstage. That was the last big show before shutdown happened. You was there? I, I helped promote it. Oh, yeah, shit. I'm bro. I didn't see you out there. I'm involved in every single hip hop show that happens. I yeah, might not, <laughs> I might not be like front and center, but yeah, I, yeah I was back. I was backstage. Oh, um, okay, the whole yeah, the whole time, whatever. But I was, <laughs> I was in a VIP. I was so um, yeah, I'm sitting there watching these dudes, saying like looking at them, just like yeah, this is crazy because because the style they're doing is just what we what we're used to. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So. I was just searching beats and I said something about Griselda style beat and that's where high beams and I heard it. I'm like, yo, this shit's hard. It got my slow flow and Drake's on it. Mm. I'm like, I gotta do something, but I needed to swag it out. Mm-hmm. So sitting me rapping, when you hear a slow beat, somebody might want to rap fast or be like aggressive to on it. But I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna like have this monotone ass flow mm-hmm. and just really kick what's going on with me. Yeah. So that's why I did it and I shot the video to really lay down to back up the lyrics of what I was saying, mm-hmm. I wanted I brought all all the dudes out to really like show that the shit that I'm saying in my songs is really like the truth. Yeah, uh, my favorite line from that is the niggas claim in Baltimore because they go to the harbor. <laughs> yeah, I felt that one. I'm still repping the county. Matter of fact, I'm the author because yeah, I because I because I, I, I I'm one of the first people in my area to really do anything. So I, I like to. I represent the Baltimore hip hop scene, mm-hmm. but I don't lie and say I'm not from. I, I don't. I never lie and say I'm from Baltimore cities. I'm not. But I, I, I've been accepted. Here's the thing about that, right? Mm. The majority of your business is in Baltimore. Is in Baltimore City. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just my logic. But nah, you know, nah, that's why I said I represent I it. Yeah. But there's some people that, like. I like to say Baltimore um, adopted me in a sense, yeah. but there's some people who will claim it and 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 scream it out and all that shit and barely ever been down there. Yo, I tell you a funny story. Fucking uh, my homeboy Mav. Mm-hmm. Um, we was talking one day. I was supposed to come to that last show y'all had. The last dance show. Yeah, yeah, but um, something came up on a family tip. Or, but um, he was like, "You coming?" I'm like, "Yeah." He was like, "Well, who you coming with?" I was <laughs> like, "What you mean?" He's like, who you coming with? I was like, I'm by my goddamn self, nigga. He's yeah. like, for real? I'm like, yeah, nigga, I go everywhere by my goddamn <laughs> self. Yo, what do you mean? Niggas <clears throat> be comfortable, yo. Yeah, people think I'm crazy because I do the same. I do this. I do the same shit. I pop up in meetings somewhere, and it'd be like 
10 dudes or whatever that I'm meeting with. Yeah. And everybody like, yo, you, you by yourself? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you you do pop up by yourself. <laughs> like, I always notice that shit. It ain't like... You I know, got a whole crew, but I always... Yeah, I, I like you be over there and the crew be like over yeah. there and shit. Um, were you trying to step outside your comfort zone when you was making my zone? Yeah. Um, right, yes tell. and no. Yes and no. Um, I don't really listen to that kind of music, mm-hmm. but I was driving... Cause it's almost I don't know if you would call it trap or whatever you would call it. Uh, I don't. Even, it's not really trap, but like I was driving down on 83 mm-hmm. to Baltimore and I was playing this beat and I was like, I feel good today. Yo. I feel like in my zone. I felt I, my shoes, everything was fresh and shit. Yeah. I'm looking at the lights, just driving, wash my car. And I'm like, yo, I'm, yeah, I'm not letting nobody take me out of this moment. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm in my zone, and then like, and that's just that's how it came out. So I don't, I don't really think I was trying. I mm-hmm. feel like that's just what the beat made me do. Okay. But yeah, that's the first song I did like that in years. Is that um they say bros over bros over hoes, but sometimes that female goes harder than they go. Then no, that female goes harder than yo. Yeah. Oh, I that like, was on uh, short days, long nights. That's not on fucking my zone. Nah, nah, nah. All right, my fault. Bro. <laughs> but the, my zone is when I was singing. See, I fucked up. I usually put this. All right. God, all good. What was the um inspiration for short days, long nights? Um. I said a lot in that joint, but that partic- that particular line, mm-hmm. um, I feel like I've been in situations where it's always bros over hoes, bros over hoes, bros over hoes, but I have some females that I feel like are diehard best friends of mine yeah. that I can trust more than I can trust a lot of my brothers. Mm-hmm. And there are situations that have happened where like I had to pick and choose over like one person saying this, one person saying that, but my brother or brothers might have violated me so many times and... I love I love them for who they are, mm-hmm. but a female might have never did that. So sometimes a female yeah. will go harder for you than your niggas will, yeah. and that's fact. Even a, even on some fact. street shit, you might have somebody you might be fighting right. Mm-hmm. Um, a female will jump in there scratching and punching, and your bro might be like, "Oh, I was about to jump in, yo." So I got I just got high respect for for the females around me. All right, so <clears throat> what's your favorite song on the project? <laughs> I don't know. So I like I like them all, but I, I I think I would have to go with high beams, just because I I feel like I was just in my my mode on high beams, okay. and then strictly for my niggas. Now, what does the song "No More" mean to you personally? The song "No More," um, I just felt like at one point a lot of people around me were changing and acting funny and. A lot of like snake shit and behind the back stuff mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I had, uh, went through a life changing situation, a lot of my cousins and people who were really close to me all end up switching to another side, right? So when that happened, it it kept me in a depression for like a long time. Mm-hmm. And then once I got out of that depression, I had to cut all them off and not deal with them. So I don't look at family the same way as. Say you my cousin and we don't get along, but this person's not my cousin. He, but we've always been hundred with each other. Mm-hmm. He's more of my family than my own family. Yeah, hell yeah. So yeah. that's pretty much what I did on No More was like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with no more phony shit. If you're gonna mm-hmm. be with me, be with me. If not, I can love you from a distance, but stay over there. Got you, got you. I'm liking it. Um, who did the vocals on Strictly for My Niggas? Yo? That was on the beat. Okay. Yeah. Damn, bro. I thought you had an. I, <laughs> Thought you had one in the tuck, <laughs> homie. I got one though. I got one. <clears throat> All right, that's what's up. That because when you said it earlier, I was yeah. like, I'm hoping. Now that when I when I when I perform, they, that's probably yeah. what's gonna happen. Yep. I, yeah, that'd be a good look, mm-hmm. yo. How do you um? 
How does it feel to be in a position to kind of not necessarily put people on, mm. but give people their first experiences like that and shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, put people in front of, like, crowds they never thought they would have put it feels, um, in front of and shit like it that. Feels, it feels great, but you got to be a certain kind of person to do that shit. Because some, some people in my position would take the opportunities that I have and suck the life out of it for themselves, right? What you mean? Basically, like, I could easily... I probably could have been farther if I only worried about myself because okay. of my opportunities. Yeah. I could easily just been... God knows where I could be right now, but... When I started, nobody helped me. Mm-hmm. So when I see people with talent or see people that I that that want to do shit, I almost feel like it's like my duty to try to like do something to try to help them. Yeah. So that's pretty much why what I've always done. Um, and it feel it feels good, especially when, like one of my one of my success stories. I would have this. Really, everybody has their own success stories. Jay Money is definitely one of my success stories. He's mm-hmm. my little bro. Um, he followed me around, handed out flyers, did everything that he was supposed to do for a long time. And then to see him be able to open up for like the Ja Rules and the Chris Webbies and something that I kind of helped put him in that position. Mm-hmm. And once I got him there, he just ran with it. Yeah, I want to do that for every single one of the artists that I work with, but they all got to meet me to a certain place to put in the effort that everybody else put in to get mm-hmm. to that place. My son, he's with me all the time. He's still trying to get his music stuff together and figure out where he wants to go direction-wise. Mm-hmm. But I don't give him any special privileges for being my son. Right. You got to meet me there. So anybody I work with, if they meet me there, they're going to excel. But they got to get the point of meeting me there. Do you have you ever caught flack from other artists that you've worked with? Like, oh, you doing that shit for Jay Money? Like, don't mind. Um, no one ever says anything to me. Mm -hmm. But they'll say shit to other people, and other people will come back and tell me. Yeah. So I, uh, I don't address anything unless people say it directly to me. Mm -hmm. But um. I try to, the same the same way I'm telling you, anybody can have the same opportunities, but they got to put in the effort to get the opportunities. Gotcha. Anybody. I don't, it doesn't matter from the smallest person to whatever. They put in the work, they're showing up, they're supporting, they're investing in themselves, they're doing everything, and they want to do a, a big show or something like that. Uh-huh. Cool. We need EPK. Let's get EPK done. Cost hundreds of dollars. Do the EPK. I'll give you the tools you need to do it, yeah. but if you never do it, I cannot help you. Gotcha. But I, but I, I lay it out. Mm-hmm. So, I lay it out to kind of cover my ass, so no one can be like, "Well, I didn't know what to do." Nah, I told you what to do. Yeah. So, um, all right, boom, holiday shells. They said they want to do bigger shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, all right, you need EPK. You need to get some shows behind you, some photos. Boom, 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 boom. They did everything, paid the money for it. Um, probably like three months into me dealing with them, they were opening up for um Black Youngster. Yep. At Soundstage, mm-hmm. the show was awesome show mm-hmm. they made money the owner even gave them extra hundred dollars because how dope the show was nice um and yeah COVID it's happened. really that simple fucking covid but it's not i'm saying it's really that simple you just gotta put in the effort to get there absolutely the connect I, the connections are there yeah um what's your favorite tom cruise movie um nah i'm a movie person my favorite tom cruise movie would have to be is it called To End of Tomorrow or what is it? When the world was ending and he had to run around with trying to save his son. Tomorrow's something. That's not Tom Cruise. Yes, it is. It might the not be the right after name. To, the day after tomorrow? Maybe. You can Google it. But it's when he's his son and him don't get along. Mm-hmm. So And he has a daughter and he's trying to save um, the daughter and the son ends up running off. That sounds like... It's uh, aliens. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like... Um, the day after tomorrow? Nah, this the old school shit, bro. The, um, the, oh, fuck. Is it Edge of Tomorrow? 
I don't know. It's not Edge of Tomorrow. Hold it's up. It's science fiction action film. <clears throat> War of the Worlds. Is it Tom Cruise? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Okay. That um I didn't really get into the um the Mission Impossible joints. For real? But I I mean, I might have missed one or two, but I love them movies. But he's one of my favorite actors. Really? Yeah, he's dope. You like you all right. I, I like everybody. <laughs> yep. You don't fuck with Tom? I I wouldn't say he's one of my favorite actors, but I I will give you this. He's, I think I watch every one of his movies. Yeah, he's quality. Like yeah. if you drop some movie, you're probably gonna see it. So mm-hmm. I will give him that. But I like I like the I like the Keanu Reeves joints. I like the um I watch all the rock joints. I'm a movie buff. Yeah, the rock is that next guy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I love them. I, I love the action movies. I love the my movies. Mm-hmm. Not a comedy guy. What's your favorite? Yeah, comedy's hit or miss. What's yeah. your favorite mob movie? Um, my favorite mob movie that I would watch on repeat at times would probably be Casino and Goodfellas. Yeah, I like um, Casino. Mainly because a lot of st- besides some names, but a lot of stuff that happened in those those movies were actually the truth. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Um, so I, I like I like the movies that are really based on what happened during those time periods. Okay. How do you feel about The Sopranos? I unfortunately have not gotten into it, um, but I'm mad because it's something I want to watch. But I feel like I need to watch the whole entire thing, and I haven't got into it. Well, the sample you used is from for that. the outro. Yeah, yeah, that's a very integral part of that show. Yeah, because they. Like, you already know what it is, but they allude to it. But mm-hmm. I figured that was, like, the first point on the show where they kind of got on some hardcore, yeah, you're dealing with some mafia shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but, yeah, I got the whole series. Um, oh, word. But if you got um, fucking uh, Hulu, you just get the HBO add-on, all them shits on there, bro. Yeah, I want to I wanna, I wanna watch the whole... I, I did watch it, but um, when I was looking for... I was looking for a skit, because I listened to the guy named Michael Franchise. A lot of his his podcasts, or whatever. Yeah. So um, it was there's things that he said. He's the one that's on the intro mm-hmm. when he said that some people sometimes you're in the room. I knew I heard yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all I do is listen to interviews from the mobsters that won. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The ones that aren't did locked it, up or dead. They aren't locked up or dead <laughs> and didn't always cooperate. Right, right. But right. there's so much there's so much knowledge you can get from the mafia and the mobsters. How did you feel about all the shenanigans and bullshit of the presidential election? I didn't really get into it. Just stay away from it. Yeah, that stay shit. away from it. Okay. I, I didn't vote either. I know some people get get upset about that. Damn, but I ain't yeah. expect you to put that shit out in the public. Now you want me to edit that shit out for you, bro? <laughs> um, nah, it's the truth. I'm with you. I didn't either. <laughs> I just don't put that shit out there like that. I don't get I don't get political online at all yeah. anyway. So so you like fuck it. Yeah, I voted for Obama. I think I did too. Yeah, I did do that, but it's just so it's just so much craziness yeah. to where I was like, the, "What's the lesser of two evils?" And then who knows which one is right? And then it was just kind of like I just pulled out and stayed away from it. What's been the most difficult thing um, being a promoter and an artist dealing with uh, the whole COVID shit right now? Not having being one of the one of the main people that had the shows. And not and that being taken away from you, that mm-hmm. was also like a part time job for me. Mm-hmm. So when I stopped for like six seven months, like I damn near had to get back in into the into the groove. Mm-hmm. I, I had to I had to put my foot back into the street a little bit just to survive. But do you think now that things are open a little bit more, um, that? There's room to kind of create your own situations. 
like maybe now? like maybe do something like you rent a fucking VFW and that's just the space for that um, show or whatever as opposed to you know like the clubs the and the, um, the venues and shit yeah yeah mm-hmm. um I think so. I think that that might if if the shutdown lasts any longer on the venues because yeah. there's only like there's barely any venues open right now. Right. So if it, if it lasts any longer, I probably will end up doing something like that. Mm-hmm. I've managed to soundstage managed to find a way to um, by the guidelines keep continue to do shows because mm-hmm. they're they're a restaurant now too. So they were able oh, wow. to stay. That's how they they freaked it. So they yeah. were able to stay open and do shows. So that's where I've been doing all my shows now. And then I have a spot in Hagerstown which is another restaurant. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to do shows there. So I've been able to consistently stay working recently, mm-hmm. but it was, it was hard. It was really hard. And yeah, then everybody right. depends on me for shows. Right, so, I, right. yo, what's going on? What's going on? I, I was in that a, shit is annoying. As I was in the middle of a tour. Yeah. I set a whole tour up when COVID happened mm-hmm. and all the, sh- all the shows got canceled. So if I was somebody different, people would put money into it. Mm-hmm. So if I was somebody different, they would have been like, I need this bag. I need to do this. Da, 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 da. But like I lost, I lost out too. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been working with everybody to try to give them opportunities to kind of make up for, even though it wasn't my fault, just to make up for opportunities and things like that. Yeah. But it was hard financially. It was really hard. What do you do to like de-stress from all this fucking bullshit, man? Like life. Yeah. Um. I listen to podcasts at work. Okay. And I try to like do a lot of alone time in a sense mm-hmm. even sometimes I might be in a room full of people and I can still be alone yeah. I can still make myself be alone I think when you put yourself if you're strong enough if you're strong enough to be alone and really take time to understand yourself do some research read up on things or whatever I think you find a way to be okay mm-hmm. now to certain people they get upset and the first thing they want to do is go hang out with the homies go find that whole bunch of girls go do this do that but when them people are going to you back home that's when the, the weak part yeah. comes out because you can't survive by you yourself. You be all fucked up. You be extra <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, man. so I, I decided to learn how to be strong on my own so I don't need anybody. What's your favorite... What's your favorite performance you've ever done? You know? Um, This Bone Thugs and Harmony show we did at uh, Fillmore. How was it performing at the Fillmore, man? Insane. I've did it three times now. Yeah. Once was back-to-back, Tech 9 and Bone, but it's huge thousands yeah. of people and when you do when you do certain shows the crowd mm-hmm. automatically loves you because you don't really when, when it comes to the all right when it comes to the Fillmore all right back in the day when Sonar when you when it was opening act slot it might be that four or five different opening acts mm-hmm. it, it wasn't as hard to get on there when it comes to the Fillmore is one opening act and then the main act mm-hmm it's not easy to do that shit. So if you're on that bill, the crowd automatically thinks you're already on. Yeah. Whole time, when I did the Bone Thug show, mm-hmm. that day, I went down there with $13 in my pocket. Mm. Maybe it might have been three. Mm. Three singles in my pocket. And I was going to get paid from them. So the whole time, I'm sitting there like, all right, I hope they give me my money tonight so I can put gas in the car to get yeah. to get home or whatever. But um, they ended up giving me like two hundred and fifty more dollars than what I was supposed to get, yeah. which really got me through <laughs> the week or whatever. But um, it was just like it's so worth it because this this is the people like, I could literally have walked out in the crowd and they would have like just caught me, mm-hmm. and I gained so many fans that day. Yeah, and the fans that I met from that show have went on to buying my CDs, my face masks, and my hoodies. Nice. So the key to performing, anybody getting open that slot is cool, but when you get an opening act slot mm-hmm. and you don't take advantage of it, you're wasting yeah. your time. 
yo, go out there and talk that. Shake every hand. Well, maybe not with COVID. Maybe fist bump them. But <laughs> shake every hand as possible. Mm-hmm. Get every IG. Take pictures with people. Do Hand out promo cards. Do everything you can do to gain that supporter. So next time you do a show, the name recognition and the brand recognition, they'll remember you like, oh, boom, 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 boom. Yo, if you can't Google your name and your shit don't come up, yeah. something's not yeah, exactly. Not clicking, man. Yep. Not doing a good job of branding. Uh, do you have any questions for me? Um, what all do you got going on right now? As far as like, Shit. I love the podcast stuff though. Currently, mm-hmm. I am available on all major DSPs, mm-hmm. and I have a rotation of six shows: Dope. the Fact Check Podcast. The Busy Being Married podcast, Snaps on the Petro, Nights at the Roundtable podcast, and mm-hmm. Live from the Kitchen interview series. And these all yours? Yeah. All right. And the Cold Heat Wrestling podcast. Hmm. Yeah, nigga, I got like a podcast network and I got six shows, bro. That's dope. Yeah, and they're all fucking mine. And um, I got the RSS feed, mm-hmm. so all my shit going straight to Spotify. That's dope. Apple, all of that. Just haven't figured out how to quite monetize it mm. without doing the typical uh p- positioning people for advertising yeah about to ask you for sponsors and all that kind of stuff that's yeah. trash bro and i'm gonna feel like i'm getting over on people mm. because right now my um my base ain't up there like i was doing research you really need at least 2500 unique hits every show to justify being an advertiser and mm. shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So my shit ain't up there yet, so I don't feel like it's proper for me to do that to local people. So I mean honestly I mean just keep keep working and keep trying to find ways to to, oh, to, base, to grow it. The you know base what I'm is strong, baby. Yeah. It's it's getting there. Work. You feel me? The base is you might is be able to find strong. like a, a a smaller sponsor or whatever that mm-hmm. wants to do advertisement start there mm-hmm. and just kinda of grow like that. Cause I that's a game I'm gonna have to learn too because we're gonna be doing podcasts in Westminster. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to learn that game. The only difference with that is, um, we'll be running Wisdom Court podcast, mm-hmm. but I'm also going to be renting it out for other people to do shows up there. So that's how we'll make money. I'll talk to you about that off yeah. air. All right. Um. Yeah, bro. This was a good time, though. I'm glad you came through. Yes, sir. Um, I'm glad motherfuckers can see us on camera together. <laughs> and uh, shout out to Wisdom Court. Shout out to J Money. Uh, <laughs> fuck with y'all. And um, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't. I haven't been around in a while, obviously, um, so I don't know. You don't know everybody. Your newer acts and stuff, but um, if y'all still putting on shows and shit, y'all obviously doing something, right? You feel me? Yeah. Um, you read any good books lately? Um, I buy books, but I listen to them. I listen to the audiobook version. Ain't nothing wrong. So the last the last book that I um listened to was a Fifty Cent's book. Um, I can't think. It was Hustle. Hustle. The most recent one. Yeah. How was that? Uh, dope, dope. He um really broke down how he built G Unit and everything like that, mm-hmm. and on the business side. Yeah. Um, I love I love listening to his interviews and hearing him talk, and um that was yeah. that was the last one I I listened to and Jay Prince. Oh um, yeah, everybody be talking about that shit. Yeah, man. but I, I listen to audiobooks, but I'll actually I'll buy the books just to have it so I can look at it. Yeah. Um, but before audiobooks was out, I read like all the you know the Robert Greene books, all the Forty Eight Laws of Power. Well, I appreciate you buying books, yeah. yo, because we need to circulate them shit. <laughs> yeah. So. Like for real, like I would be pissed as shit if I got to be like sixty, seventy years mm-hmm. old and there were no more fucking books. 
Nah, I think it's, it's a market. Same way with CDs. There's still a market for CDs. But I just mean in general. I yeah. feel like word and knowledge, like print on paper, mm-hmm. is important. It's different. Man. It's fucking yeah. important. Like, yeah. Niggas can't lose that shit. Not with these fucking self. Man, I just ordered like four more. The laws of human nature, the art of war, the prince, um, the maxims of Napoleon. Oh, you on your bullshit? Yeah. Yo, I ordered the prince. I, I, I ordered all. Shit. I ordered all of these books. Um, yeah. I'm gonna read them. They're like the small paperback joints. Mm-hmm. I wanted the big ones because I'm trying to put them up on my wall like that mm-hmm. for the office. But they came as little thin joints. Yeah. So I'm just gonna read those and I'm gonna, I'm gonna reorder and get the the bigger ones. Gotcha. But uh. Yeah, nah, them them books, them books help out like a lot with um, being mentally strong. Yeah, if that's the type of shit you're reading, I yeah. can see why you have so much patience. Huh? Yeah, I had to. Plus, when you're small as me, and you're around giants and goons and goblins all the time, mm-hmm. if I can't physically take somebody over, then I'll be able to outsmart my way out of a situation or. You know, do whatever I need to do mentally. Gotcha. So that that's where I'm, that's where a lot of my muscles is at. Do you have any of the shows like ready for the podcast that you no. think about doing? All right. mm-hmm. You got the concept. Just well, right. Anchor. Um, he's gonna probably be doing like the Anchor Bank show or Anchor the Bank Hour or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not um I'm not 100 percent sure who else. But you remember when we was doing it before? We had like um hip hop junkies. Ambush was running it. I remember Bush had a show, and I yeah. remember Joe was on another. That's hip hop junkies, and we had Ambush's show. So we might be bringing some some of those back. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're gonna open it up to anybody that wants to do a show because we got the whole area. It's gonna be the green screen, mm-hmm. so the background to be whatever you wanted to be and things like that. And um, that's so we're gonna open up to whoever and to do like a real cheap um monthly fee that's gonna, yeah. ain't gonna hurt nobody. Yeah. And that's how we'll be able to continuously keep things flowing. So when are we, as of now, how is mm-hmm. it looking projection-wise that um, you guys would be able to bring that space to fruition? I think we'll be ready to go by Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Damn, that's what's up. Yeah, we've been working Shit. every, that's uh, why I, to, I told you on the phone, yeah. I go to work, I get up 3.30 in the morning, I mm-hmm. go to work all day, I get off at 2, I go straight to the shop, mm-hmm. meet with um, my brother Campbell, and we're there until 7 or 8, go home, t- tell myself I'm going to watch a movie, fall asleep, wake up and do it again. Gotcha. So it, 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 ain't, it ain't been easy. But it's kind of, it's kind of that's the kind of drive and discipline and effort you got to put into something that you want to do to make something happen. Absolutely, bro. Um, Any shout-outs you want to give to anybody? Um, the shout-out to the, shout-out to the whole family, man. Like, shout-out to the, um, shout-out to you. You know what I'm hey. saying? <laughs> For us sitting down and uh, doing yeah, this and man. having having our personal off air conversations. Yeah, man. And um, yeah, shout out to to the whole crew, the whole movement. Um, we're not a moment, we're a movement. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, a moment is something that lasts and it's caught for a minute. But I feel like we've been consistently out here moving mm-hmm. forward. So we're definitely Wisdom Court is definitely a movement. So My shout God. out, shout out to the whole family. Shout out to Billy Live, known him ten plus years. Appreciate mm-hmm. you coming through, bro. No doubt. This was awesome. Live from the kitchen. Coming to you soon.